welcome to where the furniture isn't always the best, but the views, they are amazing. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the 13th floor where the furniture isn't always the best, but the views, they are amazing, even in India. I am your, I am your host this week, Coach K, uh, and I am here with Faison and BJ. And before I get to those guys to find out how they're doing this week, I just want to remind you, this is the 13th floor where you can tune in most weeks, just about weekly, um, and you can get the real manifestation of the so-called myth of the successful Black male, the successful Black father, the successful Black husband and spouse. Uh, You can get the manifestation of just good Black men. Uh, we are here every week. We give our stories or give our opinions on those things that affect our communities, those things that uh, affect us as black men, and those things that we look to improve uh, mm-hmm. as best as we can with our individual efforts and also our combined efforts. So yes, thank sir. you for tuning in. And this week, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about comparing ourselves to public figures. Um, so stay tuned. I definitely want you to hear about that because with the influence of social media today, it's even more um, powerful that we're surrounded constantly with these images of people, some that are truly successful and some that are fake successful. Um, But we'll talk about that in a few minutes. Let me introduce my guys and find out how they're doing. Faison, what's going on with you, sir? Uh, Listen, it's all good. Enjoying myself as normal. Um, had a wonderful experience today volunteering. Um, we'll go into that later on if you wish to, but it was awesome. Um, and uh, this is the time of year where you get to do those things and give back to the community. So it's been great. Great week. Yeah. Yeah. We're definitely going to come back to that, man, because I think that's one of those things that um, people always talk about us, you know, when we get differing levels of success, um, whether or not we actually go back and, and, and give back to the community um and what we do and i would say just giving back in general not even just to our community but is it something that we actually get out there and do um and that's a great segue over to bj because he does a lot of volunteering uh so bj what's going on with you sir i'm tired man but i'm good i'm good this this last two weeks has been kicking my butt um like our organization shuts down so after friday for the two weeks um just like the school system we shut down so the last two weeks has been pushing, 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 but I got three more days of this week that I can take it easy. But again, trying to do that and then wrap up some things that I haven't been out because of schedule doing volunteer work, but I've been trying to organize all the stuff that people need to help get done for volunteering. So that's been on my plate. So, you know, it's funny that you talk about pushing, 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 and the way that uh, these companies, these, you know, corporations and, you know, just jobs, period. They know that we're coming to the holidays and it's like they try to push you Mm -hmm. as far as they can because they know that you're going to get a little break. So they try to get every little drop out of you. Um, And and you say that. And, you know, I was going through the same thing for the last two weeks, just going, 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 because it's not even the end of our fiscal year, but it's the end of the calendar year. So everybody's right. already trying to think about, all right, we only got a couple months left before the fiscal year is over. You know, let's make sure that we're accounting for everything while yep. we also pivot to planning for next year. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. So uh, it, it's crazy, man. Um, I feel you on that for sure. <laughs> I always feel like the end of year, like Trump, everyone's always talking about, oh yeah, so what's your plans for January? What's your plans for you know, February, so forth? And you're like, everyone I talk to is on December. Like there's let me, no let me get through, let me get through Christmas and right get through Christmas get through the year. No one's really having the opportunity to say, well, let's come. I mean, there are large meetings and things happening, but like coming to see people and visiting things, they're like, nah. I I talk to me in January after New Year's done after the vacations, everything's happened. We can plan out. So I feel like for me, Jane, the first week of January, two weeks are always smoother, and I'm planning for the hard run February and March. And that's the way that plan for me comes in. But this time of year, it's just like catch up. Like I already sent out my email to um to all of my 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 teams. It was like, hey, uh, as of Friday, I'm on BTL. <laughs> so you have three days to do whatever you do with me. Other than that, I will see you in January. <laughs> wow. And that's wow. it. Um, so yeah, man, it's it's been good. But I wanna, before we go further, I gotta throw back to about six episodes ago, maybe seven. Um, mango, pineapple, apple was never discovered <laughs> and i'll leave it at that <laughs> find it look back and you'll know what i'm talking about <laughs> that was that's funny but i think we called that one when you said it right <laughs> yeah i think i think we did i think we did that's hilarious so i don't want to go too far i do want to talk about the the volunteering a little bit so yeah. you know phase on jump in there man what, what yeah man what did you do so today we i went went to um the company did uh toys for tots so they have a huge warehouse here in Atlanta. So, you know, most of the time you do the Toys for Tot donation, you drop your, your, your toy off. You're like, is it really going somewhere? Where does it actually end up? Um, you never see that end product. Um, well, going today and going to the warehouse by the airport um, in Atlanta, uh, I got to see that, to see where everything is, how it's sorted out by age groups, you know, uh, boys and girls, older, younger, mids. Um, it was pretty cool to do that. So um, we got there around nine o'clock today and we're there until one. Now, my wife did volunteering programming for many, many years and led that. So I understand the importance of getting someone out there who cares, um, who's going to finish the job, not even hanging and doing all that. So my thought going in is already well, I'm volunteering, but how can I make sure the team doesn't just leave stuff unfinished or doesn't mm -hmm. follow instructions? So when they kept saying these big things and everything else, I was just like, all right, I hear what's going on, but um, I'm looking around everyone else, make sure they're all going, going good. Um, the highlight of my day was when they asked everyone, um, all right, so we're going to do these, you're going to have these things set up in different areas, different roles, um, you're going to be here, there, so forth. Um, has anyone here worked a forklift? And I was like, yes, I did, because I helped build the stadium on campus. When they way back mm -hmm. in the day, Glenn Carter, my founder, um, was a part of that group. So we were building, we actually built the floor and everything else with those things. So I had to get my CDL license to actually work the forklift. So I have it here in the house. And I was like, I got one, I can do it. And just seeing the faces of everyone there who never thought that I um, would have that ability to do that. And it's just like, yo, I didn't know you, you could do that. So I'm just working around, going things, picking up the forklifts, throwing things, moving boxes back and forth. And just the amazement for my president and the team, everyone out there just like, yo, this is, this is pretty awesome. And I left with him with like, hey, just know there's a lot of skill sets that I don't get to use day to day, but I have. So don't doubt or don't think that this is all I am. And he was like, no, I, I clearly see 
Whenever I talk to you, I find out more and more about what you can do. So I'm like, yeah, keep that in your bag. Just know that there's always more uh, for me. Um, so it was great. Uh, great time. Ended off really well. Um, and it was a joy. I look forward to doing that every year and more, hopefully, now that COVID surpassed, um, we can do it more and more because I've loved to volunteer. It's been my my basis even before college and after. It's just what, what I love to do. Like, you know, for anything, small, big, large organizations, if it's just mm -hmm. painting houses, whatever it may be, if it helps someone else, I'm down for it. Yeah, that's, uh, that's awesome, man. And, and you make me miss um, my motorcycle days because every year we would ride in Toys for Top where oh. you would have all these, you know, people that ride motorcycles and bikers and everything and all these clubs, uh -huh. you know, we would all get together. Everybody's got toys on their bike. That's awesome. And we're riding to one location to go donate these toys. Um, and it'd be crazy because obviously this was in South Florida. So, you know, you would shut down part of the 595 and um, it, it would be awesome. Uh, and to see, you know, again, a community of people that you think really don't care and just out there tearing up the streets. But right. actually that, listen, that's the, that's that, that thing you see where people are just like, oh, wow, this is, that's okay. That's not, not, it's not a gang anymore because they're actually helping kids and it makes exactly. it, it kind of makes your brain freeze or like right. how are hmm yeah, that's yeah. Good. <laughs> right right and, and it makes you question yourself like okay well i'm right. supposed to be you know a nice person and exactly uh, and i'm not getting out doing anything <laughs> yep exactly yeah yeah. Good. yeah yeah i would say that i i was i was um unimpressed and I, and I got to make a note and share with the team um, of the the lack of diversity at this entire company's show out. And I was like, wow, one, two, three. So of course I went over and shook hands and said, hey, I'm, I'm Art. Nice to meet you. Because we do the, if you're listening here and you're not a person of color, uh, we do communicate non-verbally. <laughs> understand that happens. Right. Um, so there was a lot of nonverbal communications happening. And then we went over and we had lunch, we talked, but I was just like, man, I wish there were more, I wish there were more people here, I wish there were more things going on. So, um, you know, from your, it, from your team or from the, the, the entire, the entire overarching company. So everything, right. like all the, all of them were there. Um, so that was a representation of leadership, if you will. Yeah. Leadership and uh, yeah, operations and field. It was everything all okay. were there. Um, so I was just like, man, that's, that's kind of. That's not what I saw. Um, yeah, I thought we were changing, growing. Um, so we'll see. Hopefully, with the new person for HR, um, it may change. And with the DEI team coming in there and doing that, well, it's not DEI. It's, it's culture and inclusion team um, of volunteers. So not the not a full position. So we'll see how that goes. But hopefully, 2022 um, does the right thing, and mm -hmm. it, it grows it. You know. Yeah, so you may be touching on a another podcast topic that we'll save for another day. Um, you know, because I'm starting to see a lot too, especially, you know, in a large corporation, what you discover is uh in the field, yeah, you may have a lot of diversity. And then you mm -hmm. get to the home office or you know, headquarters or whatever you want to call it, mm -hmm. and it doesn't necessarily reflect the field, but yep. that's a whole that came up that came up in our our DEI training. They call it conscious inclusion. So I went through that a few weeks ago with my cohort, and in that cohort it was me, another 
black male, um, one black female. I forget how many total people in the code. We we met like for, for like four days virtually mm -hmm. in this one. Um, but that was one of the things that I think I was the one that brought it up, but it was really the conversation of the workhorses. Yes, your, your, your diversity pool of the workhorses are people of color. But when you get to that upper level, when you there are people to make a decision or people who are client facing or people who represent, mm -hmm. who don't get the face time out there, they're not representation, a representation of the people that are actually doing the work. So when are they, those people getting a chance to show off their skills and set that they break? Because at, at the end of the day, you're just reporting out what your team has done, being the leader of that project, whatever. But only time you call on one of the people that if you can't, if you don't know the ins and outs and can, can't answer everything, then you want to call on them to come answer. Mm -hmm. Like they should be the face of everything from the get go. How do you build them into your plan to showcase their talents, what they put on the table and what they brought to the project to make sure the entire diversity, the entire team is being represented. So it's across every organization, across every field. Mm. Yep. Yeah, we're going to leave that one right there. <laughs> we're going to leave that one right there. Yep. So yes, where I want to go, fellas, and those of you that have been in my house and those of you that just know me, you know, I, I tend to know a little bit about a lot. Yep. And I'm the guy that, you know, I miss Alex Trebek because I used to watch Jeopardy, you know, every night when I could. And, you know, some nights I would beat whoever won. And then there's other nights that I wouldn't answer not one single thing. But <laughs> the point of that was that I own a lot of books, some of which I've read from cover to cover. Uh, if, if your book doesn't have a, a, a continuous story going through it, I may not finish it, but I own it. I just take the part, the parts that were good and, and that's it and move on. Um, but recently, I bought Will Smith's book, Will. That's the name of the book. And I, I really went to just see one thing. And now I'm almost done with the book in like a couple of days. And it's not a short book either. It's, it's well over 200 pages. I think it's almost 300 pages. But very interesting because I think there are times when we see public figures and we see uh, people that we deem as quote unquote successful. And we establish this measuring stick and take them as the thing that we're shooting for or the status that we're shooting for. And it's really interesting when you have somebody that puts together a vulnerable, very authentic piece of work talking about their thought process and their mindset behind the scenes. And like Faison, Will Smith is from Philly. Everybody knows the, the, the jingle, you know, the, 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 uh, the actual uh, song from the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, yep. which wasn't really originally about Will Smith, but they crafted it to him. They shaped it to him. Uh, but this dude is really Philly. When you read his book, it is not the character or the public figure Will Smith that you see. It's actually him. So he's cursing. He says the word nigga. He, mm. you know, he's giving you behind the scenes of how he actually talks to his boys, um, which is very interesting. And he self-admits that, hey, 
the person Will Smith that you see on TV and walking the red carpet and making public appearances. And he said for a long time, that person was the character that I created to be in that space. Because the reality of the matter is I was not always a confident person. I wasn't always a person that spoke my mind. And as I've gotten older, um, I've become that person. And I now feel confident enough to step out from behind the character that you know as Will Smith and actually be Willard Smith. <laughs> and uh, real quick fact for those of you that are listening, um, our very own Faison, who is also from Philly. Um, and for me, he, he's always been... Uh, very Will Smithish <laughs> in the time that I've known him, very similar uh, mannerisms and characteristics as far as like a person that just wants to enjoy life and have fun and want everybody else to have fun too. So that part is, is, is true. And we find out a few weeks ago that they are related, uh, which is funny. Um, I'm going to need you to call somebody, auntie, somebody, because we, we, we've been writing Will and Will hasn't been responding, but... If, if he it, knew, <laughs> yeah, if, if Auntie somebody reaches out and says, Hey, you need to talk to your cousin, uh, that'll come true. But what I want to talk about is what do you guys think about that? So, when you realize now that, hey, here's this person that at one point was the number one box office draw, um, part of the first group to win, uh, a, a, hip-hop Grammy uh there's so much history there how does that resonate with you guys when here's this guy that's telling his truth now about hey that that's yeah that that was a character I think that's a manifestation of a lot of people out here right now what the way a lot of people are moving and shaking um whether it's by default or by self-design um, I think that not too many people are their authentic selves in every situation. And we've talked about that before many different situations because people have been programmed to be a certain way or walk in a, walk in a certain light when you're in this thing. We talk about it as black male in a professional space versus our family and our, around our family and friends. We talk about it um, with, when you're talking about going to us going to college and how you carry yourself, like you can be laid back, whatever, but you can't be like you were back at home when you're on college campus, right? You can't have the same persona depending on who's around and how relaxed you are, how in tune you are with everything going around you. Because there's always somebody watching for the slip up for something to put you in the category. So I think everybody has a sense of doing it. I don't think everybody has a consciousness of understanding when they're doing it and why they're doing it and what's their motivation for doing it though. Facts. I think that, yeah, well, one, I agree with you 100%. So this is not a, a and or. Um, this is just in general, the thought that we, we think we know who, who people are when we see them every day in and out. Um, and that's real life and on TV. Um, people leave, I mean, if you take time to work, the person you see at work, the Kathy you see at work, not the Kathy 
that goes home and has a whole different life out there or Joanne or whatever name you want to use at the time frame. And you understand that there are faces that are being put on for a reason um, to grow that chain, to grow this, to Kathy could be a complete alcoholic at home, but can put on a straight face at nine o'clock and come in there and, and bust what she has to buck out, bust out, but then go home and have to deal with mad problems or anything else. Um, so you never want to make the assumption that this person is who they are 100% of the time. Um, you know, there are some people that are genuine and they are who they are, um, but a lot of people are wearing those two, those two sides and they're carrying that with them every single day, um, depending on their situation. I mean, I guess it goes back to cold switching, kind of, um, but not really, but it kind of does. Yeah, and, and, and I think code switching has become a fancy label, right? As somebody decided, oh, we're going to call it code switching, right? It's the same thing, like, are we Negroes? Are we African-Americans? Are we Black Americans? What are we? We, we didn't vote for that. When I was growing um, up, that was called Two-Face. Because <laughs> you were able to Yeah, you get Two-Face, right, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Um, which again, historical stuff, right? right? I, you, you, you can't strip people of identity and then turn around and blame them because they're <laughs> trying to figure out how to make peace yeah. with identity. Yes. Yes. Uh, that's a whole nother story, but it's very interesting to hear somebody that is famous somebody that's successful. And, and I would dare say, you know, when they say we don't have role models these days and things like that, and you look at icons, I would say for our generation, Will Smith is definitely an icon. If you oh, look sure. at yeah. everything mm-hmm. that he's done and, and his humanitarian contribution, I, I'll call it. Definitely. Yeah. And he presented something in the book that he said led how he picks the different movie roles that he will do. And there's a book that goes back to 1940 something. um, And then somebody else rewrote it, but it's basically a hidden uh, formula that's in every successful film that's ever been made. Mm. Like if you go to, you know, you name the big ones, it's there. So Jaws, Star Wars, Avatar, Indiana Jones, um, Titanic, uh, Independence Day, Ali. If you go through all these, the Matrix, go through all these huge movies and this formula is in all of them and it's called the hero's journey. Oh yeah, I think Jay talked about that before. I think Jay, I think Jay did talk about it. And it's funny because when I read it, I, I, I immediately engaged Jay about it Uh and wanted to find out, Hey, have you heard about this person? Have you heard about these two books? And he knew about the books and we started talking about the hero's journey. And it was interesting how we had different interpretations because of course, for me, I'm now taking what they've woven into the movies and I'm just like, no, no, no we all have a hero's journey mm. and, and I'll get into what the journey is in a second. We all have a hero's journey and that's why we connect to these movies and these movies become so big because we can all connect and relate to it 
in our own way because we're all going through the same thing that these characters are going through on this screen. Got it. Right? So here's what the hero's journey is. The hero's journey is essentially you take a person or a character, right? Something happens in their life that forces them to be on a journey, right? Uh, in some cases, that exposes them to danger and wonder. It could be love. It could be, you know, something going on with the world. But there's a series of tests and challenge and trials that they have to go through. Along that, they encounter allies or they encounter enemies. All that ends in what they call the supreme ordeal. So the big thing that this person had to go through. And then once they go through this and they've proven themselves, now they're capable of leading other people. But you first had to overcome uh, your internal wounds and your external obstacles. I'm putting all that into every movie I recall from Will. And I'm looking back and like, yeah, that, yep, yeah, 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 that was that one, yeah. <laughs> I don't see it in Gemini Man, but I think that was, a, that was when he shot something different to see what would happen, more technology version. But well, if you think, well, so we'll say that conversation. I, I don't want to get too deep off into, in, in, into a, a tangent there, but I can tell you how I see it in Gemini Man, Got right? Because basically you're facing yourself. Right, 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 right. Right, you're your older self that has learned a lot and you're looking back at your younger self mm -hmm. and you've already been through the challenge. You've already been through the struggle and you're trying to now mentor yourself. That's fair. Oh, make it look the same mistakes. Yep, yep. So, so it's there. And ladies and gentlemen, we, we have a, 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 a late horse in the game here. Fresh, fresh has resurrected. He was hiding and fell asleep in the in the closet on the corner <laughs> of the floor. I don't know. He was taking a he was in the break room. How about that? There you go. Fresh, what's going on, sir? Man, trying to maintain another beautiful day as Munda. Okay. Been in the dungeon, deep in the dungeon, visual nomad, but we here. We surviving, baby. Okay, good, good, good. I'm I'm sure you'll jump into this conversation. So here, here was my thing. I think when you look at that formula, right, the hero's journey, all of us have that journey where just going through life in general is our adversity. It's, it's our thing that we have to learn to navigate. Mm -hmm. Then for each of us individually, there is a lesson that we're here to learn. Mm -hmm. And we come along, we find allies, we find people that are going to support us in that. We find enemies, people that are going to take us away from that. And then once we become confident and accept ourselves and that, hey, whatever this is that I'm going through, I'm going to get through it. And the main person I need to depend on is myself. You now get to a point where you have learned that lesson and you can now lead other people. Definitely. And it's funny, like you're saying definitely, right? And, and everybody's shaking their head here. And this is part of the conversation I was having with Jay is, hey, we got to realize for most of us, we have found each other because we are playing a role in each other's hero's journey. 
But there are other people out there that they don't even know what their journey is. And they haven't found any allies. Maybe they found enemies or they found people that can only take them so far, but they haven't gotten to that that huge ordeal as of yet. So this this go back to kind of some of the, the adages that everybody's always throwing around, right? Like as you grow older or as you grow more successful, your circle is going to get smaller and smaller. Or if you're the smartest person in the room, you need to change rules. When you think about those, how those play into people's life and how do people really apply that, right? Is it really at a deep, deep level or you just, no, I'm the, I'm the one making the most money in this room, so I need to get around people to make more money. What is your true intent for that? Is that really the just to make money? Is it just to, um, to further for long in the stock market, whatever came financial financial gain, or is it really to help somebody? Like, right. what is the lesson? What is the overall purpose for that? And I think some people may get caught up in that that cycle of just going through the motion of just I got to be the best, I got to get better, I got to be better, but not really understanding what their what their purpose for, what their what that mission is for, what are they driving for, what is their what are you a hero of? I guess if it's a hero journey, what are you a hero of? Is it a hero of your family, a hero of your finances, a hero of, of society, of your community? Like, think about all different people that rose to different things. I dare to say, even think about, think about this past election. Think about Stacey Abrams, right? Lady just had just lost um, the um, governor's election for Georgia, mm-hmm. yep. but was able to rally everybody and, and drum up the, the confidence and support to get out all these people to register to vote, yep. to then flip Georgia and to be able to maintain. And I forget all the exact everything that happened in the state of Georgia. I'm sorry because not being there, I heard about it, but I wasn't caught up in the everyday thing. I'm it. here, yeah. But not- but somebody like you heard her name and done something. It was almost like she stepped up to her purpose, mm-hmm. and then things started. She became the hero of that movement, right? Yeah. Everywhere yep. you go, and after that. Everybody, come talk here. Come do this. Come do that. And now she's going back and running for governor again. Like she, she had. It just wasn't her time yet. Yeah. It wasn't. The, it wasn't the purpose. Her purpose wasn't set yet. So even taking her stance of moving through that that the stage in the last couple of years is like, okay, now there is a there's a mission. There's a purpose. There's a a following. And that following, not to say because I'm a leader, you must follow me. Is because because you believe in something. Because your heart is there. People are willingly, willingly following you. And you didn't even ask for it. You just did the right thing. Right. Right. And 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 you're right. I mean, I think the earlier point you made, you talked about people leaving their circle. And is it is it self-fulfilling or self-wanting or is it to grow other people around them? And we've just been brainwashed to understand that you can't, you can't be this smart person in the room. I mean, people make people around you just as smart. You have to leave them behind to grow forward. Um, and, and that the journey that you got to be on doesn't mean you need to drop the baggage. You can still carry it along with you. You have to teach what you can. And some people won't come along your journey as you go forward and make it smaller. But I don't think it's in a fair reason or right reason just to go, all right, this is it. I'm now going to go. I made, I've saved money. I'm now making not six or seven figures, but everyone around me is making four or five, you know, are you still the hero in that conversation because you just left people behind didn't say anything or you or are you going to bring them along for the battle and kind of adjust in and help so it's just kind of i don't know
um, I believe it's one of those things where just like BJ was saying about a mission, if you're on a hero's journey, I think it's about finding like a, a hero's mission, right? And too many of us are focused in uh, the mission is money instead of having a real, we've had this discussion where having a self mission, having a, a thought process of what you want to be about and not having it focused on your money is what then helps you move along in your mission, right? Along in your journey, when you are just scattered and just trot along this path. And, uh, you know, that's what we get brainwashed with is the, the, the path of money and, and thinking that, okay, if I just keep on going towards what people told me money is over here, that's going to be what solves everything. But all of us have been in a situation where we were making great money and wanted to rip out our, our teeth. You know what I mean? Where it's just like the money was here, but it is not focused on my mission. It is not down the path of the journey I thought I was going to be taking. And even sometimes it was the journey that you thought you were going to be taking, but then reality checked you in the sense of saying, hey, is this really, is this really what you want? want? But that's why right. you got what you want. And is this it, really what you is, want? Is this really what you want? But it's, it's that, um, it takes so much longer for you to understand the value of experience versus, you know, just what people told you and just what, you know, you assumed that the real experience of real rubber meets road. That's where the real action happens. That's real where the real mission is, you know, either uh, accomplished or defeated. And people don't take that time early enough to really understand, hey, get some experience in these things. I don't care. And, and especially when you're talking about career rise. Uh, Earlier on, there needs to be more of an opportunity and a focus for people to experience whatever it is that they think is is the path or journey that they want to go on, because those opportunities are out there. But it's about making sure that, you know, that thought process is planted within you that, hey, I have to be more focused on what do I I want my life to mean more in a sense than I need to be focused just solely on money like and that changes the 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 value and the focus of your hero's journey or mission. So everybody just raised great points. I would strongly encourage if you're listening, you probably want to go back and rewind that segment because there were so many jewels dropped there. And again, I'm going to give a shout out to Will Smith in the book, Will, because even some of the things that you guys just said, those are all different lessons that are represented in the book. Um, when I think about Will Smith and, and what I know now, right, from reading the book, here's a guy that, yeah, he was, he was a talent that got on. Everybody that was around him when he was growing up that was contributing, he brought those people along with him. And they all found their journey because they supported his journey. Like Kevin Hart. Right. Uh, like Kevin Hart like LeBron James. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's so many people and just a side note, the hero's journey, you also find it as a common theme in books as well. One of the ones that was referenced was the alchemist. Um, but what I want people to think about right now is what is your journey? You know, what is, what is your lesson? And a lot of times until you have discovered what it is that you are aiming for, uh, one of his, um, his managers, again, one of his boys growing up, didn't know anything about any of the industries that they were getting into, 
but he educated himself about those industries in order to help manage Will in his career. He, when Will started breaking into film, he said, hey man, okay, things are going well, but what's your goal? Like, like, what are we shooting for? It's great that we're making all this money, but we've messed this up before. We messed this up in music. Now we're in film. What is the goal? So that I know what we're working towards so I can keep us on track. And eventually he said, I want to be the number one actor, period. And he said, okay, that's the goal. We can work towards that. And now I can help keep you within the guardrails of us getting there so that we don't fall and mess up like we did with music, Got it. which is interesting. So um, I really want people to think, you know, as, as we're coming to the end of the year and, and, and next week, we'll have a, a bigger conversation about that end of the year pressure that we put on ourselves and what to do going into the following year. But really for this particular episode that you're listening to, I want you to think about what is your hero's journey, right? And at what point of the journey are you in? You know, are you still trying to learn who you are? Are you going through your great ordeal? Um, have you found the people that are going to be your allies? Do you recognize the people that are right in front of you that are your enemies, really? There's a lot for you to think about there. Um, and I strongly encourage you, if you haven't, go out there, buy the book or listen to it on audio, however you choose to, to go through that educational um, process of, of going through a book, but definitely one I would recommend for sure. And with that, I'm going to turn it over to Faison for his corner this week as we look to wrap this up. Normally during this time of year, I tend to always tie everything around to gratefulness and, and supporting and, and happiness. And it's going to continue. This year will be another year of um, enjoying what you do. Listen, the holidays are here. Um, do not overstress yourself. Do not overcommit yourself. Not overspend yourself. Um, I have truly believed the honesty and ability to say, hey, like, if you're looking out for gifts, I can't buy you a gift this year, but here's a wonderful card, for instance, for that. Um, it's okay. There, you can buy the one big gift for the kids and talk to them. Kids can understand a lot, and they understand the situation that's in. If you really, really, really talk to them, um, they understand it. So don't put yourself out there where you have to worry about January, February paying off things because that $30 or $40 gift that you just bought, that you put on your card, may cost you a hundred bucks or 200 bucks depending on the time you pay it off for. Um, Cause that first payment is not going to go towards that last purchase. And just remember that. So um, just be cautious this year, take your time, enjoy the holidays, enjoy family. Um, you're probably getting together for COVID because you now have the opportunity to fly and be there and be with the family. Um, last week we talked about it, or last episode, we talked about that getting back to family, take an opportunity, do that, have fun. If it's a phone call, if it's a visit, just enjoy the family around you because you never know what's going to happen um, day after Christmas or day before Christmas or so forth. So enjoy yourself. This will drop before Christmas. <laughs> so if you're listening to this now, think about it. Um, think about what you're going to do and how you're going to make that that um, this holiday season special for you and others around you. Nice. Great advice. Great advice as we get closer to the Christmas holiday and the other holidays that everyone's out there celebrating. 
fresh. We've missed you for a couple of episodes, man. I'm sure the people could definitely use some fresh ovation. What you got? Um, you know, I've been away for a minute. I know it looked like I'm I'm crying as I'm just waking up and my allergies are uh trying to get under control. But um, you know, this week we're gonna talk about something uh that we all need to be aware of and, and really understand, especially if you are uh, subscribe to being an entrepreneur ninja like myself and enjoy, you know, uh, dipping and diving in, in business ventures or, you know, opportunities. And it's really simple. It's getting it right and do it early. I don't care if it's family. I don't care if it's friends. Have an understanding. Get it in writing and, and then go, go on your journey. <laughs> Make sure that that is a um, known and discussed early step in execution. Do not allow um, friendships or family to lull you into performing tasks that are business oriented um, without a true clear and understanding. So that is this week's preservation. Make sure you get in them right, Jack. Make sure you have a true understanding, no matter friend or foe, whatever it is, and so that you uh, can lead down the path of your journey with clarity and good vision. That's preservation. Lead that. Indeed, indeed. Some more great sage advice. Get it in writing. Ladies and gentlemen, let me take this opportunity to remind you where you can get this podcast. You can get us on SoundCloud, Google Play, iTunes, uh, man, we super, super invite you to watch us live and direct on YouTube. Uh, you can absolutely catch us there. You can catch us on Spotify. You can catch us on iHeartRadio. And you can also listen uh, via our Facebook page. So we thank those of you that have been rocking with us. And we encourage you to tell more people about it. We definitely want to be able to share this with more people, more family. And if you, <laughs> great Christmas gifts, you can go to mycoolt-shirts.com and we have great 13th floor paraphernalia there, as well as all of our friends who have entrepreneurial endeavors, uh, you can support them as well. So please go check out mycoolt-shirts.com. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, um, as I close this out, I will say this, a lot of us go through life and we schedule motivation and focus around events. And a lot of us are waiting for particular things to happen before we embark on our life's journey. And we will put people on notice. Hey, when this happens, then this and you put that out there and you wait until that time comes and then that time comes and for whatever reason you fizzle out and you don't move forward, you don't have the discipline to go forward or you don't have the sustained motivation, you feel like nobody's supporting you, the people that you thought would be there, they're not there. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm gonna give you the biggest secret to that right now, that event, that you're waiting for, that you have built these things around, it's a false event. Because the event for your journey happened the day you were born. 
And now everything is for you to just move forward and just go. There's nothing else that you have to wait for. You are already given the gift of being birthed into this life. And now that you are here, you need to move forward and don't wait for anybody else. Don't wait for the magic to happen or for you to have everything figured out. Move forward because your journey has already been put out there for you that you need to take. And the things that you're going through that you think, oh, woe is me. No, that was to help you get to that status that you needed to be. That was to help you get that durability that you need in order to become the best version of yourself. And remember, on the end of the journey, your give back, right? Your, I'm going to go volunteer. Your volunteerism is you haven't gone through what you've gone through. Now you can drop the nuggets and the knowledge that other people need and help other people along in their journey. That is the secret. So go out there and master your journey. Until then, thank you for joining us here on the 13th floor where the furniture isn't always the best, but the views are amazing. 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 Amazing.